0: Myself, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29, alongside Stone Labanowitz, as Ken is on vacation. How about we just take some time to take our minds away from these finals? It's so stressful talking about these high-stake NBA Finals games, Stanley Cup Final games. That stuff is so high stakes. How about we talk some NFL offseason, and nobody better to do it with than Cameron Wolf, national NFL reporter for NFL Network, my guy, who just touched down out there in Charlotte, North Carolina, to cover um, the Carolina Panthers, who I have no association with. But uh, but what what do you got for the Panthers tomorrow, Cam? No association at all, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's in the past. Don't talk about my nah. ex, Cam. <laughs> well,
1: your ex is popping this uh, this all season. You know, they got a, she got a, she got a new quarterback, and uh, I'm going to see Bryce Young, man. Um, new franchise quarterback there in Carolina, so I'm going to spend. A little bit of minicamp here, seeing how he looks, seeing how this new look Panthers team is with Frank Reich, and uh, you know, getting an early view before all these teams go on summer vacation of these uh, rookie quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, yep, going on summer vacation with the rookie quarterbacks. Maybe they'll see the Miami Heat after tonight. Um, I know you don't cover the NBA, but you're a big Sixers fan, um, and and you obviously uh, I've seen your tweets talking about how Jokic is just a better guy. What what is your read on these finals, man? Should the Heat have any kind of optimism? right now with Tyler Hero coming back for game 5 is that something to hold on the hope with or should i just should i just get ready to to cry my cry my hopes away like you did in game 7 against the Celtics
1: <laughs> You know what i actually had a high higher hopes for the heat going into this series Thank you I thought they were going to get it done um but i do think that tomorrow they'll be on the same couch that my sixers are on <laughs> so we'll, hey. we'll, we'll we'll both uh we'll both be nice and cozy there um <laughs> but the reality is, I think the Nuggets just got a little bit too much. Uh, I think the Heat might have just ran out of magic, magic uh, steam. Man, I hope I'm wrong. Um, I do love Jimmy as much as you talk trash about the Sixers. I do love Jimmy, yeah. and I want to see him get that ring. Um, but you just watch this Heat team—they're not shooting the way uh, they were in previous series. You know, Max Strus has not been playing as well. Uh, Gabe Vince has not been playing as well, and I'm not sure Tyler Hero, after being out for two months, can just come off. Uh, that injury, and automatically make a big impact. So back at home in Denver, I just don't see how Jokic and these boys uh, you know, let them them loose.
0: It'll be an uphill climb no matter who the Heat throw out there on the floor. But what what I will say is it's been an avalanche of success around South Florida teams, starting with FAU and Miami men's basketball making the Final Four. Now you have the Florida Panthers and the Miami Heat in the finals in their respective sports. And now people are starting to look forward like, hey, is this momentum going to build up? Can it go on to other sports? You got the Miami Marlins winning games at a high rate. And then you got those Miami Dolphins. Cam, you've you've covered yeah. that team extensively. You still do. Right now they're in the hunt for Dalvin Cook. Just how much of a feel. And, you know, Mike McDaniel's been at these games at Kaseya Center courtside. The players have been bought in on the Heat stuff as well. How much of a chance did the Dolphins have to kind of ride this wave of momentum that South Florida sports teams have been uh, putting on for the past three, four months?
1: Yeah, Theo, first of all, I don't know if there's been a better time, like, and and I'm not a native here, maybe I'll be corrected, but I don't know if there's been a better time to be a South Florida sports fan in, in maybe a couple decades. Like, yeah. seeing how these teams have all been in fruition, you know, you mentioned it, the Dolphins are probably the last ones they got to get on the boat, but even them, they're coming off a playoff season. and, and seem to be headed in the right direction. Um, as far as Dalvin Cook, the Dolphins are interested. Cook's interested, uh, but the problem is getting the right number. um... Dalvin Cook wants a wants a salary close to what he was just getting paid in Minnesota, which is ten eleven million dollars. And the Dolphins aren't going to go that far. And so I think we're going to have a little bit of a a staring match to see who who budgets. And if Dalvin Cook doesn't get the numbers that he wants out of the market. And I'll certainly can see him taking maybe a, a hometown discount to come to play in Miami. Uh but otherwise I I know, you know, if there's some other team that's gonna offer him what he wants, you know, Miami it just might be outside of Miami's market as far as price.
0: You got Cameron Wolf, NFL National, NFL reporter. Let me make sure I add that in there for NFL Network, um, who's currently in Charlotte covering the uh the Cats, the other Panthers, not our Florida Panthers, but the Carolina Panthers but also has extensive knowledge on these Miami Dolphins. And Stone Labanowicz, you're a Dolphins fan. You're, you hang on to every single game in, in hopes, just like the rest of the folks at Hard Rock. Stone, I, I know you're a little antsy ahead of this season, huh?
2: Yeah, Cam. one of my favorite questions to ask them national media members nowadays is how much easier does social media make your guys' job, just in the case of Dalvin Cook? Like, all, all you have to do is open up Twitter, go to his likes, mm. and he is just in broad, <laughs> in broad daylight. Liking tweets that are yeah. new look. He's in a new Dolphins jersey. New look offense. He'll be tandem with Jalen Waddle and, and and all these guys. Obviously, the list goes on and on. Like, how much easier it is to is it to report on these guys, especially this Dalvin Cook case?
1: Yeah, they they cut out the middleman, right? They 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 tell <laughs> right. you how they feel up front. You got hour or minutes after Dalvin Cook's release, he's take take posting pictures of him in Hard Rock Stadium. So it's not hard to see what he wants to happen. Uh but I will tell you that it's not as done of a deal as maybe people would assume. He still he he knows where he wants to be if everything's even, uh but you know the money's gotta work out. But yeah you're right. Social media does make this job a lot more fun. You know, seeing what guys tweet and like and all the recruiting that goes on. Jalen Ramsey's been in in the DMs trying to get him to come through. Uh, It's it's a whole different era, Um, but I I love it, man. I I think it helps fans stay engaged. You know, the NFL is the only real sport where it's 12 months out of the year. You know, it's June. It's probably the lightest season for the NFL, but we're still talking about it. I'm still traveling for work with it in Charlotte because this, this sport never stops, and so I love when Dalvin Cook's tweeting. I love when all the guys are, are bringing more juice because it makes it a little bit easier for me to create some content here in June.
0: Yeah, Dalvin Cook tweets great. Maybe Mariah Mills tweets not so great for athletes uh, <laughs> in 2023. <laughs> Cam, you you <laughs> – we'll let that one sit. We'll that let was that one boo. <laughs> I, like I like what you just said. Yeah. You know, uh, Cam, you are on the Anthony Richard bandwagon just like I am you've put out uh, a few different compelling pieces about um, AR and about what kind of damage he can do at the NFL level you're also again about to be at Panthers minicamp to check out Bryce Young I've been banging the drum no pun intended with the Panthers there I've been banging the drum about <laughs> about Anthony Richardson and how I think he's the guy that you know team should have drafted and I'd like that the Colts got him and I think he'll do great where do you stand right now when it comes to the rookie quarterbacks, not just Anthony Richardson, also Bryce Young, who you're about to take a look at, CJ Stroud? Like, who's going to come out of this class looking like the, uh, the prize?
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pumped for this class. I think it's a much needed uh, breath of fresh life in the quarterbacks, particularly in the AFC South. You talk about, you know, Anthony Richardson in that division, but you also have CJ Stroud and potentially Will Levis. That's a division that, like, let's keep it honest. Well, A lot of times we joke about the AFC South. They had the Thursday night games, and, and, you know, we don't want to watch, but we watch anyway. Um, it's the division that everybody kind of turns their nose up on. Now they have three rookie quarterbacks and Stroud, uh, Richardson, and Levis, and I think that's going to bring a lot of juice to a division that I think is starting to, go, starting to get popping. You know, Trevor Lawrence down there, and now you add Anthony Richardson, um, and, then, and then you mentioned Bryce Young and NFC South. But I guess my view of this quarterback class, you know, first before seeing them play any games, cause I think Bryce Young is the best quarterback as of right now. Mm. Um, what he did in Alabama, he's pro-ready. Um, he's got a lot of Drew Brees in his game as far as his ability to process. And the Panthers are are not your normal number one overall pick roster. They have some talent. That defense is good. They brought in some weapons. Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, Aiden Hurst, DJ Chark. And so I think that's a team that can compete for the NFC uh, South title from year one. But what excites me for Anthony Richardson is that I think that in three years we could be looking at Anthony Richardson as one of the best quarterbacks in football. And I think he has that sort of talent. I think he's a special, special athlete, and he's really just learning how to um, learn the nuances of playing quarterback in his game. He's got a pure mechanics, but, you know, you see him make some footwork mistakes. You see him in college accuracy numbers aren't great, but if you get him to mold it in the right scheme like they have in Indy with Shane Steichen, do you see a certain turnaround like you had with Jalen Hurts in Philly? I'm not saying he'll be Jalen Hurts, but I think he has that sort of potential. And uh, if he does, then Indy will be remembering the day they took Anthony Richardson uh, for, for decades down the line.
0: Mm, kind of like how my Chiefs remember the day they took Patrick Mahomes, my, my Kansas City Super Bowl champion Chiefs. <sighs> yeah.
2: Yeah, you're, you're long your long 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 time uh your long time Kansas City Chiefs fan, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, man. Yes, Good morning, Kansas. Yes, Cam. I appreciate that. All right, because typically it's me who has to get on his ass about that, but but it's coming from someone else right. out of market. I, I gotta commend you for that. But seriously though, Cam, I, you're you're I don't appreciate the sell job you're doing me on Anthony Richardson. <laughs> I mean, I, I fight Theo night and day on this cat. But my question is, and you're going to cover Bryce Young, and you're going to put out pieces, whether it's content, visuals, or just a breakdown or maybe a sit-down, but I'm watching Anthony Richardson in some of these rookie minicamp clips, and the kid is just tearing the leather off the football right now. You talked about his footwork issues. It looks like that's almost all solved up, and I know I'm just watching him do cone drills and bag drills, but he looks crispy. How much stock should us as fans and and us as, as, as small market media members put into some of the Twitter videos and some of your pieces that you're putting out during now OTAs?
1: Yeah, I want to caution you, it is June, so we haven't had any full bullets yet, no games yet, so I don't want to anoint this dude as as Lamar Jackson or, or Josh Allen from year one yet. I'm just telling you, I don't think that he has the uh, sort of um, uh, arc or a long je- long-term long development that a lot of people think that it's going to take him so long, three, four years mm. to be this guy. I think he's going to be able to be a guy sooner uh, than a lot of people think. And when you watch Anthony Richardson's game, um, he, he has a lot of the, the quarterback instincts that you want, that you can't teach. He has the ability to stand in the pocket. He doesn't run when, when chaos happens at the first time. He has the ability to take the, take the ball 80 yards on a rushing touchdown, but he prefers to be a quarterback first, which I think you don't often see with guys of his athleticism. And I do think when you have a scheme that is, um, sort of surrounding him, Um, differently than they did at Florida, I think you're going to see a different version of Anthony Richardson. And so I don't know what he looks like year one. It may be, it may be a little rocky year one, but by year two and year three, I think we're going to be talking about Anthony Richardson in a completely different light. And, um, I think it's going to be a fun few years to watch the Anthony Richardson versus Bryce Young versus C.A. Stroud and see how all three of these guys stack up because, you know, it wouldn't shock me if all three of these guys are. Are Pro Bowl candidates when we're talking four or five years down
0: the line? They no Will Levis, no Will Levis mentioned there. He left them hanging. Um, I,
1: I'll, I'll just say I'm, I'm going to wait to see it with Will Levis. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just
0: I'll just say that. <laughs> we, that makes sense. We all are just like he was waiting to see when he would get picked. Uh, NFL reporter Cam Wolf, uh, NFL Network. Before you go, Cam, because I know you got to get to uh, Charlotte and and um and, and get to those Panthers who who I'm sure take – and What's next after the Panthers? By the way, you're going to the Falcons.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to check out the Falcons. So I'll be uh, up here in Carolina the next couple days, and then I'll fly down to Atlanta and check out Atlanta, see B. John Robinson out there Man. and the offense they now have with Drake London and Kyle Pitts and see what they can do in NFC South. And then, and then I'm back home. And then, uh, then it starts a little bit of a month or so uh, summer vacation for me um, until we gear up for training camp. So real last week for a lot of the NFL – And then we kind of go in hibernation mode.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, last question, just back to these Miami Dolphins. Uh, It seems like with Mike McDaniel, with Tyreek Hill, now that Jalen Ramsey has came in the door as well, they're feeling like, just like the rest of South Florida, a destination type team. You see Dalvin Cook trying to push his way to Miami. Just how much has the culture around these Dolphins changed? With the injection of Mike McDaniel, with the success of that offense and how everybody has kind of been rallying around what they can be when Tua is healthy, how much has the culture and the perception of these Dolphins changed, not just with, obviously, fans and the media, but other players in the league who seem to be wanting to come to Miami Guards?
1: Yeah, I think the national perspective of them has changed quite a bit because you know Miami's always been a destination because of the city, but it's been a while since people – talked about the team and uh, i want to go play with them because of the team not just because i want to chill on south beach right and i think that that element is changing a lot of people want to play for mike mcdaniel he's got this quirky vibe about him that everybody loves uh he's always cracking jokes i saw a pod this week where he was uh essentially admitting to the vaping yes. on the sidelines <laughs> uh, like what other nfl coaches do you have doing this sort of thing and so i think he brings a, a new demand The offense he's building with the speed with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, um, and Raheem Mostert, and now the rookie running back, Devon A. Chain, who's been impressive, uh, so far, they're, they are probably going to be the fastest offense that I can remember in a very long time. And that's fun. That's exciting to watch. And so, although they still haven't got to the hurdle of being the true contender yet, I think they're one of the most exciting teams in the NFL, and that, it's been a long time, a very long time since Dolphins uh, have been that team. And so the next step for them is to be able to to go mano mano with a Josh Allen and, and potentially win that AFC East, potentially win a playoff game, and then we can truly say, hey, they can be in that, that, that next tier of AFC contenders. Uh, but right now I definitely think plenty of excitement, a new defense with Vic Bangio and mm. Jalen Ramsey in there, and uh, I think the AFC East, it's probably going to be the most fun division of all of sports. Now you welcome Aaron Rodgers in and sort of a three-headed battle uh, between those three teams in my mind for the division.
0: You hear that, fans? I know the Heat and Panthers might be might be having you down in the dumps, but optimism around the Miami Dolphins. You heard it straight from Cameron Wolf, NFL Network. Thanks, Cam, for your time. Behave yourself in Charlotte and Atlanta, man.
1: <laughs> uh, appreciate you. I- I- I'll I'll
0: try my best. Charlotte's probably a little easier than Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. All right, dog. Thanks for the time, bro. All right, now. Have a great one. You too. That's Cameron Wolf, NFL Network. You can follow him at Cameron Wolf on Twitter for all of his bad takes, especially when it comes to the Miami Heat. But then also for the NFL news, he's locked in with the Dolphins, also locked in with many of the NFC South and AFC East teams.